Last week, Malaysian Prime Minister Dato Sri Anwar Ibrahim launched Madani Economy Plan to address the most pressing challenges facing the Malaysian economy. The National Energy Transition Roadmap Part 1 was also launched to outline the opportunities towards a greener nation. Suhaimi Ilyas, Chief Economist, and Anand Padma Kantan, Head of Regional Equity Research, speak with Vincent Poon. Let's start with the uh, thematic reports um, from Suhaimi. Um, PM Anwar unveiled an ambitious plan to lift Malaysia to be a competitive economy and world-class investment destination uh, while raising the standard of living for the people. Uh, can you share more what Madani economy intends to achieve and the key targets? Good morning, uh, Winston. Morning, everyone. Uh, so Madani economy was launched by PM Thursday last week. So basically, it provides a narrative on Malaysia economy next 10 years. Uh, I think first and foremost, the government listed a number of structural issues and challenges, uh, including economy becoming domestically driven, declining investment share of GDP, falling competitiveness, deterioration in governance, rising national debt, low labour share of GDP as a result of low wages, low female labour force participation rate and inequality. In addressing this, uh, Madani economy aims to by lifting economic growth to 5.5 to 6% versus current level of 4% to 5% uh, by becoming a competitive economy, attractive investment destination, uh, positioning itself as a digital and innovation-led economy, global leaders in Islamic finance, developing global players among the micro, small and medium enterprises. Uh, Amadani economy also aim to raise the floor for the people by means of respectable jobs with better pay, decent standard of living, equality and inclusivity, uh, improved basic infrastructure and public service. Narrative and framework sets medium-term targets, i.e. over the next 10 years. Uh, these are anchored on global benchmarks for the positioning and ranking of the Malaysian economy. Uh, namely, uh, we want to be top 30 largest economy over 10 years uh, against our current position of number 36. Uh, we want to be top 12 in global competitiveness ranking. Currently, we are number 27. Uh, we want to be top 25 on human development index and top 25 in uh, corruption perception index. Uh, currently, on both score, we are number 62. Uh, the government also aimed to increase the labor share of GDP to 40% from current 32%. Uh, also raise female labor force participation rate to 60% from uh, last year's ratio of 55.8%. And um, lastly, uh, achieving budget deficit to GDP ratio of 3% or lower, uh, which is something that we are already aiming for over the next uh, few years. Um, the government is, um, I guess, hitting the ground running on uh, announcing plans, uh, roadmaps, and so on. So underscoring this, uh, Madani Economy launch uh, on the morning of 27th of July was followed by the unveiling of uh, part one of the National Energy Transition Roadmap in the afternoon by the Economy Ministry and the Ministry of Natural Resources, Environment, and Climate Change. So NETR Part 1 will be followed by NETR Part 2, as well as the National Industrial Master Plan, or NIMP, 
2030 by end of August. Uh, we also have in September midterm review of the 12th Malaysia plan that spans the period 2021 to 2025. Um, in October, i.e. specifically 13 October, uh, we'll have the tabling of budget 2024, which we think will also be accompanied by the uh, tabling of Fiscal Responsibility Act and Government Procurement Act uh, by end of 2023 uh, to improve especially government uh, fiscal disciplines and uh, governance with regards to uh, procurement. So this is the second half of this event. So I mean, the real GDP target of 55 to 6% in the next 10 years seems um, high compared to the usual 4 to 5% range. Do you think this is achievable? Yeah, honestly, I don't know. Um, I mean, you know, uh, with all these targets, you either meet it, miss it, or exceed it. Um, anything can happen and anything is possible over the next uh, 10 years. Uh, I guess um, the most important thing is for the government of the day to uh, provide us with high-frequency updates in terms of uh, plans, uh, policy initiatives, and uh, implementation and execution. So we can gauge for ourselves uh, whether or not the government is uh, on track, uh, off the track, or doing better uh, than uh, expected. Thanks, Suhaimi. Uh, we'll move to Anand on a similar topic. Um, last week, uh, there was Invest Malaysia, a special series on National Energy Roadmap. Anand, can you share what are the key highlights from the event? Yeah, good morning, everyone. So, so I mean, mentioned, you know, after the Mandadi framework was uh, announced, uh, uh, we had the Invest Malaysia 2023 special series uh, in the afternoon. Uh, and that covered the launch of the National Energy Transition Roadmap. Now, there's a lot of data uh, in this report, especially around the 10 uh, catalytic uh, initiatives or projects, as you can see uh, later on in the report. But the three main highlights are this. You know, one, uh, to underscore our seriousness in changing the energy mix in Malaysia, uh, the government has you know, increased the renewable energy capacity target uh, to 70% uh, by 2050. You know, up to this point, we were looking at 40% uh, by 2035. So there's a real commitment uh, to plant up aggressively uh, in terms of RE, uh, and this will mostly be solar, obviously. The second thing is uh, it, the, the framework announced 10 catalytic projects or initiatives uh, under part one. Uh, and you can see this later on in the report, but it really covered everything to do with the, the renewable energy space, you know, uh, the uh, solar farms, energy storage, carbon capture uh, and utilization as well. And also even future mobility, uh, which, you know, Jigger's report uh, dovetails uh, very, uh, very nicely with. And the third thing to note about this framework is for the first time, households can explicitly play a part yeah, that they are included in the NETR. So the NETR is offering them an income opportunity from leasing out their rooftops for solar power generation. So one of the uh, GLCs, Sime Derby Property, which is on, uh, one of our property picks, uh, also presented on their detailed plans uh, in terms of how they will uh, solarify uh, their township projects, uh, as well as uh, engage in uh, solar farms with their huge land bank uh, to fulfill uh, this agenda of putting more money in households' pockets uh, from the NETR. So those are the three broad strokes. I think it's quite exciting. We are waiting for part two, as Suami mentioned, which will be announced by the end of August. 
uh, in terms of uh, more of the oper operationalization uh, of this framework. But of the 10 projects, we already have one announced, uh, which uh, is that one gigawatt large-scale uh, integrated RE zone uh, in the south of the country in Johor. Uh, and that's expected to attract about six billion uh, in foreign investments uh, so far. Um, that's that's pretty much the NTTR. Okay, exciting plans. Do you think this will translate into a better market outlook for Malaysian equities? For example, do you think KLCI will see a year of two halves, as in the first half underperformance, but a rebound in the second half? Yeah, I think as mentioned, you know, policy policy making in the first half was a was a bit uh, lacking, so the market didn't have much to work with. Uh, so uh, that probably contributed to the fact that the market was one of the wor worst performers in uh, in ASEAN. The second half is going to be very different, as as Suami has mentioned. We have a deluge uh, of policy announcements and frameworks being released, starting with Madani and NETR last week. So I think the market will have a lot more to work with. Uh, and at the same time, you have all the uh, economic uh, and market tailwinds from peaking interest rates, declining inflation, uh, you know, uh, China stabilization, weakening dollar. So it does look like Malaysia is set to, uh, or the Malaysian market is set to make up for lost ground uh, in the second half. So personally, I'm quite, quite constructive on the market. Thanks, Anand. For the full conversation with other analysts at Maybank, go to the latest weekly briefing episode on ASEAN Speaks.